It's Monday, the 12th of February, 2024. Welcome to the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five stories, five minutes. Let's get cracking. Story number one, the housing market has begun 2024 in much finer fettle than it finished 2023, with more auctions and very high clearance rates, while prices, it seems, have been maintained. Not sure how many people were predicting a preliminary clearance rate of 76.2% across the country for the weekend's auctions, or 80.4% in Sydney, the highest rate since October 2021. But I'm guessing it wasn't many. For the second week in a row, clearance rates have smashed the level of a year ago, even though there have been many more auctions, according to CoreLogic data. National clearance rates over the weekend were the highest since early June last year. CoreLogic's research director, Tim Lawless, called the strength a radical turnaround from December, where the preliminary clearance rates were in the mid-60s. He said while it's early in the season, it seems there's just much better matching of buyer and seller expectations. And of course, talk of interest rate cuts later in the year, they don't harm things either. Uh, Sean, you mentioned the Sydney clearance rate and that was 80.4%, which is very high. What about the other capital cities? Adelaide led the way at 86% from more than 100 auctions. Melbourne was 73.1% from about 618 auctions. Brisbane came in at 71%. Canberra at 61%. Solid all around. The big question is what will happen to prices? Thus far, they've been rising this year, albeit slowly. In January, prices were up 0.4% across the country. The 12th straight rise in terms of monthly figures. There's a bunch of economists now predicting price growth of, of between 5 and 10% for the year, all things being equal. Interest rates cuts will certainly help push prices higher as more demand hits an already overcrowded market. All right, on to story number two now. Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers is doing the media rounds yesterday and is pretty adamant, wasn't he, that there won't be changes to capital gains tax or to negative gearing under this government. Dr Chalmers said while the government discussed all elements of the tax system with the Treasury Secretary, it wasn't because it was proposing changes to capital gains tax or the taxing of trusts. He said the government has a very broad and very ambitious housing agenda and a full book when it comes to tax reform, and the focus is on pushing through all that legislation. Now, this is a bit of a problem for the government. While the population generally like the tax arrangements outlined last week, the changes to stage three, it is a broken election promise. And the opposition can continually put fear into people's minds simply by saying you can't trust Labor on taxes like negative gearing and capital gains tax because they've backflipped before. One for Chalmers and Anthony Albanese and the rest of the government to work through. Indeed. Story number three, early childhood educators across Australia are going to walk off the job next month to pressure the Albanese government to fund a 25% pay rise. The United Workers' Union says more than a 1,000 centres in regions and metropolitan areas, mostly in the east states, will be forced to close their doors on March 8 as a result of the stop work meeting, according to a story in the Financial Review. The industrial action is the first involving Labor's new multi-employer bargaining laws, which allows unions to reach sector-wide agreements. Under the laws, the government, as funder, has been forced to the table with the centres and unions to negotiate over backing the wage rise that goes across all those centres. Government representatives first entered the negotiations at the end of last year. So far, they've not given any confirmation of funding. The union itself reckons that using this multi-employer bargaining legislation will allow it to set a new standard for wages in the sector. Story number four, it is official, Sean. TV has now peaked. Last year in the US, 516 scripted television series aired or streamed. That was down 14% from a year before. 
It's only the second drop in at least 15 years, according to FX Cable Research. Now, a report in the New York Times says orders for shows by major studios started to drop in the middle of 2022, and then last year's screenwriters and actors strike added to the melee. Virtually every studio has slowed investment in making new television shows. Several media companies don't invest in scripted series anymore. Google and Facebook pushed into scripted television about five years ago. They've pretty much pulled out of that. The broadcast networks are making fewer scripted shows, as are many cable networks like USA, TBS and Comedy Central. Apparently, Michael, peak TV is over. Indeed. And finally, Sean, story number five, Super Bowl 58. I don't know whether I'll ever get used to Roman numerals. I reckon Super Bowl is the only place that still uses Roman numerals, and I have to Google it every time. Super Mm. Bowl 58. It's in Las Vegas. It's starting late morning on the Australian East Coast. It has never been more expensive and has never had more glitz. For those who don't know or aren't interested, it's the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The two starting quarterbacks, Brock Purdy for the 49ers, Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs, are both considered greats of the game. One of the Chiefs star players, Travis Kelsey, dates Taylor Swift, who'll be flying in from Japan for the game before then heading to Australia for concerts in Sydney, Melbourne later this week. The conspiracy theorists are suggesting she could somehow use her star power to help Joe Biden win this year's presidential election via the Super Bowl. Hmm. Anyway, tickets on average are $14,000 each on average, $14,000 each. One of the world's top chefs, Rasmus Monk of Alchemist, is in from Copenhagen to host pop-up restaurants. The cost of a 30-second slot on CBS during the game is about $7 million US dollars, and there's 50-plus advertisers lining up to compete for the attention of the 100 million-plus viewers. You get the gist? It's going to be a big day. Yeah, it certainly will. There we go, the top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Monday, the 12th of February, 2024. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. If five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed Business News wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed. Have a great day. Listener.